Through Jordan podcast. I'm Kelsey and me and my husband Drew run this podcast and we want to welcome you here. It's a new year, so you might be new here and we just want to go over some things about who we are and what we're doing so that we can get to encouraging you. Yeah, I'm Drew and me and Kelsey have had so much fun doing this podcast for the last few months. We just started it on November 1st and we are thrilled to continue this into 2024. Recently, we started a ministry called Through Jordan, where we are encouraging young people, whether it's teenagers, college students, young adults, in all things relationships, singleness and dating and preparing for marriage and in marriage. And we wanted to set out to have a voice of encouragement and and just to build people up. And so, so what we do is we speak at universities and speak at schools and speak at churches, conference setting, but then also just, hey, come and come and teach a class or or come and preach or or whatever, have a seminar. And so we love doing those things. And this podcast was born out of our ministry. Yeah. And it's been maybe our favorite thing so far that we've gotten to do together. We have really enjoyed getting to encourage people with this. Most of you listeners are in that, what, 16 to 30-ish year age range. And so we just want this to be a place where you can come feel safe and welcome. And we just want to pour into you. And we may not always pour into you directly. A lot of times it's me and Drew carrying on a conversation together and just sharing our experiences and what we're learning about the Lord and our own relationship with him and with each other. And hopefully by that sharing experiences and examples of our own life, it can encourage you in yours. I'm so glad you said that because that's one thing that we continually want people to know. What you can expect of this podcast is we don't want to talk at anybody. If we share information, like that's wonderful, but we want it to be inviting other people into our conversations. And it's just like they're sitting on the couch in the office with us. Mm -hmm. We want to take a little bit of time to go over different ways that as a listener, you can support us. If If you like what you hear, if you've heard us speak before and you're interested in what we're doing, Drew, what are some ways that people can support us? There are a handful. If you like this podcast, we would love to just have you advertise for us. Uh, <laughs> you can copy the link of a, of a podcast episode that you think is good, and then you can send it to a friend or a family member and just say, hey, I appreciate this. I hope you do too. Mm-hmm. We, we love feedback. A, a lot of people will message us and say, hey, I want to hear more about this. And so that adds material to our arsenal, and, yeah. and we love hearing about what is hitting and and what people would love to hear more about. If you want to support us financially, support our ministry, our speaking ministry, or our podcast, our website is throughjordan.org, and you can see more about who we are, our business, and then also there's a donate tab there. And so we love supporting different kinds of ministries. We've supported Compassion International. We've donated to Numana. We support a ministry that translates the Bible into languages that by this point in history, still do not have the Bible. So we're all for supporting ministries. If you're looking for a place to donate funds, we just want to present ourselves as an option. One way you can financially support us is by having us come speak in your faith community, at your university, at your school, at your church. And especially if you're not the one in charge of paying for that, then you can support (laughs) us and it's not even coming out of your pocket. Uh, A a lot of churches will have like speaker budgets or or the same thing for schools and universities. And Mm so we would love to come speak to your youth group, your college group, your young adult group, or your married group, whatever faith community you have. We would love to be a resource of encouragement and hope and peace. Now that we've taken care of that, let's get to the rest of the episode. Yeah. We thought it could be beneficial to begin the year by talking about simplicity. Simplicity is something that we've been a 
on a bit of a journey of the past several years. And we thought, wow, we've seen a lot of benefit from it. It's been very encouraging to us. And so we thought it might could encourage you too. As always, like you just said, we want this podcast to be an encouragement, an uplift to other people, a breath of fresh air. As we talk about simplicity, what we don't want to happen is for anyone living a chaotic, stressful life or a busy life to hear this and think, oh, I'm not as good or I'm bad or I'm less than. So we just want to go ahead and rebuke those thoughts of the enemy. Don't let those in. We hope, like Kelsey just said, that this reflection of us pursuing some simplicity could be an encouragement to you, not knocking you or your behavior. Yeah, this is meant to be a breath of fresh air, something to uplift and encourage for show. I want to ask you, why simplicity? Why a simple life? Why is this something that would be beneficial for someone to lean into? One of the big reasons why we started studying simplicity was because we saw the life of Jesus, his schedule, his decisions, his choices, and we saw a lot of simplicity. His 33 years on earth were very simply lived. He didn't have a whole lot of stuff. He didn't have a whole lot of fluff. There wasn't, you know, his schedule wasn't dominated by A to B to C to D to E to all the way to Z like like ours is. And we reflected on, okay, what would... What does our life look like compared to his functionality wise? And we saw that they were starkly different. And so part of of why the simplicity was because we want to be more like Jesus and we see simplicity in the decision making of Jesus. Yeah. I think of our friends in Oklahoma City who maybe started teaching us that just because of how they lived. We noticed it and we thought, you know what, there's something to that and started incorporating it into our own lives. Yeah. I love that. I heard a quote recently. I've been chewing on it for the last couple of months, maybe a year. It's that effective leaders remove confusion. Effective leaders communicate in a way that whoever they're communicating with can understand clearly. And sometimes the stress and busyness of our life is the enemy against simplicity. And so I think if I'm going to be a good leader for myself, I want to remove the confusion of my own schedule, of my own um, mind. If there's too much space being taken up, I can't fully give myself to the people or the things in my life. And, and so I want to do that. When did you first start realizing a need for more simplicity in your life or in our life? Ooh, that's a good question. It was not loud or in my face. It's as if there was just a consistent noticing of, you know, when you say, hey, how's it going? And the other person says, good, just busy, good, busy. How are you busy? How are you busy? Like bit of a trend there. Yes. (laughs) And it was just this thing that I kind of not, not even like on the forefront, like still on the back burner of my mind that it was like, is there something else? Like, is there another way to do this? Am I just meant to be busy the rest of my life? There's something there. Is there something more here? I think that's, that's what started it was just that soft whisper, which makes me think of First Kings 19. Scripture tells us, Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And that's how it was, and that's how God interacts with me a lot of the time, is this whisper, this small nudge. And I'm glad that I heard it 
and latched onto a little bit. And I will say now that we have simplified so much of our life, I hear the whispers more frequently and more, uh, there's more clarity there when I hear a whisper. But yeah, I, I think it was just that soft, gentle whisper of there could be another way to do this. I think it's really cool that you are reflecting on you noticing these trends that just kind of kept happening and that's what prepared you for the resource or the conversation or the book or the sermon when it came up. It makes me think about what resources or sermons or conversations or books that I've been missing because I haven't been paying attention to these small whispers that keep coming up over time. I, I just look at it as this palms up, ready for whatever type of posture in you. And I go, mm, yeah, I want some of that. What if we share some of the ways in which we have chosen to simplify our life? Like how, because it might look different for different people, of course. And then maybe a follow-up question of how have you noticed it impacting you? I read more and I play less video games. I used to be a huge gamer, and if anyone listening to this is, that's awesome, go you. But to <laughs> me, it got to a point for me personally where I was playing at a detrimental amount of hours daily, and it got to the point where like this isn't good for my heart or soul. I need something that costs less time that can actually pour into my heart more. And so I turned to reading and used that same amount of time towards books. Yeah, and I would say that reading is a simpler activity you know, there's, there's, yeah. there's a simplicity to that. One of the biggest, most obvious ways I've noticed it is literally in just the amount of stuff that we have. We have done so much work on paring down, you know, the clothes in our closets or all of our kitchen items, our furniture, decoration, anything like that, mm -hmm. that sure the stuff is cute or sure there might be a memory here, but it's not worth taking up the space in our home because there is something to be said for eye clutter. There's something to be said for being in a space that doesn't feel peaceful because there's just so much. There can be almost an element of stress and a place can feel unsettled because there's so much going on. Yes. If you walk into a space that is cluttered and full and there's just so many things on the wall and on the shelves Oftentimes, the spaces that we live in reflect the makeup of our hearts and our souls. And it's so clear and evident when we walk into someone who has a mind of peace and tranquility. It's resembled in their living room and in their kitchen. Mm -hmm. And it's also clear whenever you walk into someone's home with an immense amount of clutter. And that used to be us. <laughs> you walk into a home of just of, of loud noise, even if you can't hear anything in your ears, like the space is loud. Yeah. And it's an accurate representation of their heart and their mind. And we saw that with us. We saw a lot of confusion and chaos and just clutter. And we started to cut down. And then in that simplicity, we found calm waters in our soul. Yes. And of course, like we said earlier, this isn't shaming anybody that doesn't have, like if your house has a lot of stuff, if you're a maximalist and you love it, that's great. Wonderful. Yeah. We're just saying this is something we noticed in our life that we were almost overwhelmed by the amount of things that we had. And so we found peace and we found closer connection with the Lord because we were getting rid of physical items in our home. Of course, yes, some people move from a big house to a small house and you got to downsize and that's a process. Of course, yes, when you have kids, that just automatically means you're going to have more stuff. Oh, well, that's easy for y'all to say. <laughs> y'all don't have kids. And if you had kids... Yes, yeah, so we totally understand that. This is just something that we said is different from person to person. And for each person, there might be a way to simplify. These are a couple of the ways in which we've 
we've been working on. Mm, well said. Thanks. I think another lane in which we have simplified is our taste in music. Mm. We both have a, a very eclectic uh, yeah. appreciation for music. As long as it's clean. Yeah. And for the past probably year and a half, two years, because of lots of circumstances we've been in, we've simplified our music genre to most of the time only listening to worship music. Yeah, I'd say like 80% of what we listen to is and, worship music. Yeah, I'd agree. And that isn't because well, we were just trying to you know be better Christians. And if you <laughs> are, you'd do that too. It, it's because a lot of the waters we were swimming in were were very chaotic. Life was challenging, and we turned to only worship music intentionally because we needed that reminding that worship music often gives us, that peace. And now it's become something that we've gone to so habitually that it's become a discipline, a go-to, a default, that we go to it because it is fulfilling and sustaining, and I don't feel like a desire or a need to go for other music because I'm good. Mm. Like we often say, multiple things can be true at the same time. So <laughs> don't hear us say, if you want to be a good Christian, you need to only be listening to worship music like us. That, that's that's not it. Uh, and, and that may not be us in the next eight months or a year or two years because every season of life is a little bit different. One way that we didn't really choose to simplify, it got chosen for us, was our our second vehicle is done for. Passed away. <laughs> and so that was one, that's one way for sure, very obvious, affects day-to-day -day living almost, that we have simplified. In that, we have some generous loved ones who offered an extra vehicle of theirs because they heard ours died. And so they said, here, use this. We don't use it very often. We're so appreciative of their thoughtfulness, but it's interesting how little we have needed to use it. Yeah. Because... I go do something or you go do something very infrequently. Do you go A and I have to go B at the exact same time? And if so, one of us just drops the other off and we then just kind of make it, it work. Yeah. And so it's interesting. We have this second vehicle that's been gifted to us for a, the time being, and we haven't had to use it very frequently because we've realized the lack of actual need for a second vehicle in our context yeah. with our jobs, with this season of life. Yeah. Another one that comes to mind is food. Sure, we do eat at home most of the time. We don't eat out, but even what we eat, we've simplified. Yes, we've tried to eat less processed food. I think what started us on that was just earlier this year, we did the Daniel fast or the Daniel diet from scripture that he eats things that come from the ground. And that kind of got us on this more whole food kick. Now, to be fair, still drink Dr. Pepper. We ate chocolate at Christmas. Like we're not... <laughs> We're not overly strict with it, but as far as like our day-to-day -day meals, we tr we've been really trying to simplify and, and be more thoughtful about what we're cooking and putting into our bodies to nourish them. It was, it was a matter of months ago that we both looked at each other and I literally said, I can't remember the last time I ate a vegetable. <laughs> and it was honest. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that was kind of the beginning of like, Hmm, maybe we should work on this here. Um, and so with time, with intentionality, you just grow. And that's where we are now. Yeah, that's something we could lean into more is, you know, less grease, less corn syrup, less junk like that. Less red 40 and red 28 and all that. <laughs> Yellow six. <laughs> what resources have you been exposed to that have helped you in your journey towards simplicity? I think about a book that I read called The Cozy Minimalist by Macklin Smith. And... She's, you know, on social media, she's written books, all this stuff. 
but I didn't know about her. I just, I got this book and read it. And it was this, basically a book of permission on simplifying Mm. because that was not something that I felt like I had. And pretty much her whole book, The Cozy Minimalist, was you can have your room be cozy and it doesn't have to be cluttered. And she just gave permission. Yes, you can get rid of that. Yes, you can donate that. Yes, you can choose items that are a better fit for what you actually want in your home and in your space and and taking up room. Mm -hmm. Now that we've done so much simplifying in our life, what benefits have you noticed? To speak to what you just said, you hear God more clearly. I think about the times in which I have fasted in my life, which have not been many, but the moments in which I have intentionally not eaten for a day or two day or three day period to pray every single time I get hungry and Mm -hmm. I'm so much more in tune with the Holy Spirit whenever I'm denying myself and cutting out whether it's food or social media or, you know, whatever. Other things that come to my mind in this journey of simplicity are less stress, more focused thinking. I feel more purpose and and more drive to do the things that I want to do because there's less noise. Even just thinking about like decluttering our living room, a place that used to have a ton of pictures on the walls and and too much furniture and always had a video game on or a TV show on. Now there's less on the walls and there's less furniture and we don't access video games or movies or TV shows as much. And whenever I go to sit on the couch, it's a place that I find more solitude and peace and tranquility in than I used to. Yeah, it's like with our home, we're trying to emulate that whisper. Like we don't want our home to be an earthquake or a fire or a crazy wind. We we want people to walk in our home and notice it's a gentle whisper kind of place. And because of that, I feel more peaceful in our home. I feel more peaceful when we do sit down to watch a movie. It's more peaceful because there's less, like you said, noise, like visual noise going on. Mm. I was reading a book recently about um, eliminating hurry. And it was talking about Steve Jobs. He has so much creative energy to, to do everything he did with Apple, especially early on. And what he, a discipline that he instilled in himself was he would use less creativity on what he ate and the clothes that he wore. So he, he didn't have very many different kinds of clothes and his diet was very, very simple so that he could access as much of his creative energy towards his vocation. He didn't have to think about, okay, am I going to wear a blue shirt or a red shirt or, or white shoes or black shoes? He just kind of had a more simplified rhythm so that he could more effectively do the things he wanted to do. That's so interesting. And I see that in us. We haven't gone to the extreme <laughs> links as someone like him, but I see the effects of that. Yeah. And, and I see how much more energy I'm willing to give towards loving you, my wife, or to speaking or to doing a podcast like this when I have just limited my opportunities to decide what am I going to eat? What am I going to dress? What are the things I'm going to do? When there's simplicity, when there's less competing desires. The example that comes to my mind is all of our bath towels are white. Yeah. Like just eliminate the choice. We have one set of dishes that are all the same so that there's just one less choice that we have to make when we go to the cabinet to reach for a plate. You we know? used to have so many different kinds all of different cups colors, and different all kinds different, of mugs. Yes. And we're like, man, why do we have 28 mugs? I'm the only <laughs> one who drinks coffee. You drink some hot tea sometimes. We need like 10 and no more. 
And that's probably still an excess. <laughs> yeah. And, and bath towels. Like, I don't even have to think. Like, I'm just, I'm grabbing a towel because they're towel. all the same. They're all the same. It takes less energy. It takes less, like, I'm actually having to think about this decision. And I think that's one of the things that has been such a burden lifter is we have less decisions that we have to make every single day in these small, tiny ways that actually affect us, but we don't always notice that they're affecting us. Yes. Whenever we used to change the sheets on our bed or our guest bed, we had a king size bed and then our guest bed was a queen bed. And then we had, so we had some sheets that were king, some that were queen, some that were full size and some that were twin size <laughs> from whenever we were in college all sitting different on different colors, beds. All different and our mindset at that time was like, well, we'll use them. You know, we need to keep these because at some point we'll use them for the things that we never actually ended up using them for. <laughs> and then recently in our simplicity journey, we downsized from a king size bed to a queen size bed. So that now our bed and our guest bed is the same size. And we had all kinds of different sheets for those. And yeah. we got rid of all of those and bought two sets of sheets that are all the same color for yeah. both beds. So that whenever we change the sheets, we just go wash them and put our spare on and and it takes out all of the work of, do these go on this bed or, or yes, what color do you want Because I remember anytime we would go to change the sheets. Or it was wa- like a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Well, I have the gray fitted sheet, but I can't <laughs> find the gray top sheet. It must be dirty or it must be in another cabinet or like it just takes out the choices and the confusion and the chaos. Sim- <laughs> yes. Simplify it. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds kind of like the question you just asked me, but what values have you gained in choosing more simplicity? I'd say there's more balance, there's more room for authenticity, there's more room for creativity, like we just talked about. I think there's also a lot of more depth in our faith, like we were saying, because we've simplified, it's been so much easier to connect with the Lord. It's been so much easier to talk to Jesus. That's the biggest value. But I'd say there's even like a sense of kindness and companionship that it's something that we've done together. You know, it's not like I came home one day and was like, well, this is what we're doing. We've had this team effort on this and we've both felt, you know, all the things that we've been speaking to. And it's kind of nice. We hardly ever eat out. So we fix most of our meals and we cook together. And that's that time together. There's there's some kind of companionship component there that... Yeah, it was even there when we had all the clutter, but I noticed the value of it more now that we have less going on, less noise, less visual noise, less background noise. Yeah, it's like if it's not just you practicing simplicity or just me practicing simplicity, but both of us are doing it together and we find some companionship and some some teammate like-mindedness in pursuing simplicity together. Yeah. Anything you would add? I don't, I don't know if you can speak for this, but for me, absolutely, I have gained more patience mm. because I'm less overloaded with <laughs> options. I like fewer options rather than many options. Yeah. Um, well, like kind of jokingly, we've talked about if we were ever going to open a restaurant or a place to eat, we would do one of those where there's three things on the menu. Like Raisin Cane's. Yeah. You got four options. <laughs> yeah. Pick one. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love the restaurants that have a million and one things to choose from. It's really so cool. True. You have yeah. all those options but you don't need all those options. <laughs> it's, it's overwhelming. And you know how overwhelmed I get when I order. Bro. <laughs> <sighs> so maybe that's it. You asked me what values and I'd say I traded in overwhelm and stress and a weird obligation of managing all of this stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I traded all those things in for more room for authenticity and creativity and there's a companionship with you and there's more balance. Those things are 
pretty nice. Something else I've gained is a more focused intentionality for the things that I'm choosing. Hmm. Something else I read in a book recently was about productivity and that in our American culture, 40 hours a week is pretty standard for work, but people love overtime and people love results and work, 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 work. At 55 hours a week, people usually tap out and their workplace efficiency declines. So like if people are trying to work 75, 80 hours a week, what the CEO is saying is that's better and more productivity, but actually productivity goes way down after a certain threshold. Um, and that's like universal research from Christians, from non-Christians, from America, from other countries. Oftentimes we think that more is better, but in reality, less oftentimes is more. Less is more. And so what I'm learning is a more focused intentionality for the less that I'm choosing, and I get more productivity out of that amount that I'm choosing. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Some of the books I've been reading that I'm talking about here are To Hell with the Hurry by Jefferson Bethke and The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer, if you're at all curious. So thinking of where we're at in this more minimalistic journey, not necessarily cold, because I think that's the misconception. If you're minimalizing your home, it's just going to be so cold and uninviting. That hasn't been the case for us. In we fact, found warm and we comforting. We found so much warmth and comfort and peace. And so, and we keep going back to the house example, but of course there's, there's several different ways that we've simplified. It's just easy to do with stuff because in America, everybody got so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so thinking about these things, we're on this journey what is an area in which you feel like we could improve in our simplicity? Thinking about our home, the space that you live in is to a degree a reflection of what's going on in your heart, in your mind. And on the surface, everything looks really clean and neat and orderly. However, our guest bedroom closet and our oh. office closet are, we, we downsized and we moved a few months ago. And there's lots of things in our closets. I don't even know what what's they are. Yeah. We've been functioning very efficiently without them and so what i'm thinking right now was like why don't we just throw all of that stuff away or sell it or, or give it away to someone who might need it more yeah. more than the need that we obviously do not have for it and so that's the first thing i go to is there's lots and lots of stuff piled in our closets that we apparently don't need but yet we have and of course there's things that oh we need it once a year or a couple times a year for holidays whatever but yeah, there's so many things that we've just realized we don't need that much in order to live a full life. And what we've noticed is that the less and less items that we have, the more full and fulfilling our life feels in richer and deeper ways. There is something holy about setting a space up to function for the purpose that you need it for in the season that you're using it. And I think that's kind of what we're getting to here. This is not meant to shame or guilt. And so I, I hope that has not been what any of the listeners have received from this because we're in fact trying to break those things off of people by sharing this encouragement. There's so much freedom. And I think that that's where my mind goes back to Jesus. He even instructs his disciple, like pack light. That's what we're doing with this, this journey, this life, this mission of taking the good news everywhere. You and I have so much more capacity to share the good news of the gospel because we have so much less invading our heart and mind and soul and strength. Yes. While you were saying that about Jesus telling his disciples, pack light, what my mind went to was that old country song. <laughs> I guess it's not what you take when you leave this, this world, world behind you, you but, but what, what you leave behind you when you go. go. 
And that's the encouragement. That's the hope that we have for anyone who might be listening to this who's thinking, I want more balance. I want more peace. I want less stress and overwhelm. One of the biggest obvious ways that we can encourage you towards is to start going through your stuff and getting rid of the things that you don't actually need or start going through your music playlist and downsizing that into only what's beneficial. Man, I don't want to take it hard right, but also like the people in your life that aren't making you a better person or making you look more like Jesus, you have authority from Jesus Christ as a follower of him. And so if you know, "Mm, yeah, I got to downsize my closet, but I also got to downsize my friends, you have permission to do that. That's so true. And I mean, yeah, maybe shots fired a little bit, but also how many times have we encouraged young people? It really does matter who you hang around. It really does matter who you're letting speak into your life. It really does matter if they care about Jesus and look like him or not. I do want to say, if you're hearing these and you think we're extra, we've been working on simplicity for a couple of years now, and we're pretty ruthless in in what we do and how we grow. But what we do is not the only way. And so for you in your context, it may not look like everything we've been sharing. For you, it may say, okay, I eat out seven times a week. I'm going to simplify that to three times a week. And that's great. Go you. It, it may be, uh, it's really cool that y'all cleaned out your mugs. I'm not leaving any of my mugs. Don't touch those. You know, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So simplify where you can with your schedule. Yes. Uh, maybe look at Christmas decoration as you're beginning to put things up and you go back to the boxes and you realize all of this that's still in the decoration boxes that we didn't get out this year. Is there anything I want to get rid of before I pack all the rest of this up? That's something that we've started doing over the past couple of years and it's been really helpful. And I think we're down to what we have. We have two tubs of Christmas decor now and mm-hmm. that's, that's it. Well, in the tree, tree won't fit in a tub. <laughs> Just like anything, compound interest is really important for seeing the effects of simplicity on your life. And so if you throw a couple of mugs away or if you get rid of a few clothes in your closet and you think, all right, I did the thing, I downsized, now I want these rewards of simplicity, know that it takes time. It it takes a lot of time with a lot of intentional effort. And after weeks or months or years, you will start to reap the fruit of simplicity. Yeah, well, thinking on the Christmas decoration thing, I mean, we love Christmas decoration. And it's not just in the getting rid of, it's also okay, whenever the stores have this stuff out, I'm going to shop with those two tubs in mind and say, do do I want this to take up that real estate? Do I want this to take up that space in our home and on the counter, wherever that that thing that you want to buy is going to sit? We've donated a lot of books. A lot of the books we listen to are audiobooks or electronic files, but even still, we have... We had hundreds and hundreds of books before we moved. And I do want a home library that has a ladder someday. That's a goal. Yeah, that's a goal. But even still, as we continually downsize our smaller home library now, Uh what we consistently ask is, okay, did I enjoy this book? Yes. And if so, will I reread it in Mm -hmm. the next number of years? And if the answer is no, then I want to donate it to a library so it can have a second life. With this being the new year, this tends to be a season in which people are motivated to shift something around, change something, work on something. That's why we wanted to start this year off of our podcast by talking about simplicity. We thought it might be hope-filled, 
and encouraging and not in a way that holds guilt or shame over you because your house doesn't look like our house or (laughs) your schedule doesn't look like whatever. No. No. In fact, we hope that this breaks off any guilt or shame over you so that you can have the freedom and fulfillment of a simpler, slower paced, more Jesus filled life. If you are new to the Through Jordan podcast, we're so glad you're here. And if you've been around, we're so glad you're back. And we hope that everyone will continue to journey along with me and Kelsey as we talk about life and relationships and what we're learning and what we hope to help you learn as well. Thank you all so much for joining us. We'll see you all next time. Yes. Bye.